The Kind People, Chapter 1, Bathroom Stalls. I went to class, I turned my paper in, and I took a seat. As a sophomore, it was a routine that I had become accustomed to, just as my classmates had, as well as the students before us and even the ones that would come after us, if there ever were any, that is. Today, the class was silent. Oddly so. Of course, maybe I just never really noticed it until now. However, I did notice something else. A scent. It was unfamiliar, but kind of like foot odor mixed with the smell of a freshly opened vinyl record. I'm not sure how I would know that, as I've never so much as seen a vinyl record. Perhaps in a past life. Our teacher, Mrs. Carpenter, just as the clock turned 8 o'clock, lazily addressed us. All right, minions, get out your daily journals. I'm going to time you for 10 minutes. 10 minutes of which you should write anything and everything about your favorite animal. Starting now. She pressed a button on her watch and a loud beep went off. Pencils hit papers. I could hear scribble after scribble of presumably chicken scratch writing over blue lines that horizontally crossed white, flimsy notebook paper. I sat idle. I've already done my share of writing for a day, and besides, what could writing about our favorite animal do to better our education? I'm sure there's something, but I couldn't care less. So I just sat there. Eventually, Mrs. Carpenter looked up from her phone where she was playing Candy Crush, which all of the teachers in the high school had become addicted to in the last couple weeks. It was like a plague of some sort. She glared, and I stared back. After about five of the longest seconds of my life. Well, actually, that's a lie. There was that one time when I thought Jenny Baker was looking at me from across the cafeteria in fifth grade. She wasn't, of course. Anywho, after the maybe second longest five seconds of my life, the teacher called me out. Mika Yashida, she said, then paused to create a seriousness in her phrasing. Are you writing? She continued, knowing full and well what the answer was. No, I replied. Why not? She asked, not blinking once. I don't want to, I said. I didn't. Mrs. Carpenter, who had yet to blink, then demanded, Go to the office. My classmates ooed mockingly as I left the room. The silence from before was gone. Instead of falling in line and going to the office as my teacher had so sternly requested, I went to the restroom. The restroom had answers. That is to say, the restroom stalls had answers. Answers written in the form of permanent black marker. The writing on these walls was oddly polite, 
at least compared to what you might find at a gas station in the wrong part of town. They were completely lagging in curse words and poorly drawn images of genitals, or even expertly drawn images of genitals. When I entered the bathroom, one of the sinks was turned on. I ignored it. Perhaps it was on for a reason. There was also a stench. Again, a mixture of foot odor and the scent of a freshly opened vinyl record. I too ignored that. I made my way to the toilet, second to last from the door, and I was pleasantly surprised, as this may have been the first time this toilet wasn't full of a combination of feces, toilet paper, and tears of regret. The teachers in the school weren't exactly hygienic, and I don't think I've ever seen a student go into the restroom. Sighing a breath, I looked to the wall to find answers. Go bonkers, written in all caps, was the first thing to catch my eye. No, that can't be the answer. Jim Sanders went bonkers last year and was never seen again. I needed something else. Then, as if the stall had heard my every thought in the past five minutes, just under the drawing of an elephant in a tutu, were the words... The answer is where the water falls. Thanks for listening to Chapter 1, Bathroom Stalls, created by Samashita Butler, with help from Anna Boyles. Stay tuned next week for Chapter 2, The Answer.